International. Welcome to Leading the Blind, the podcast, with me, Ariel Norman, and I'm Jared McCorkle. That's not a good impression, but I'll work on that. Um, this week, we have Rob Gagnon as our guest, and he was wonderful to talk to. He um, ta- we, we wound up talking a lot more about uh, writing process and making comedy, um, having fun with comedy this week, and it was a really great episode and really different than all the other episodes we've had, which continues to be um, uh, a, a great a great thing. That well, I, I guess we're not surprised anymore that everybody has different things to say, but it continues to delight us. Uh, so I hope you enjoy the episode as much as I did. Thanks. I I was a little disappointed, honestly. Okay. Is that the same with Louis? So yeah. People are having different responses. I saw it super late and didn't finish it, so I want to go back. The Louis one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no spoilers. Yeah. I don't know how I would. Yeah. Unless I, I told you know. a joke. <laughs> All the punchlines. Um, also, I'm no no offense or whatever, but like, I feel like only shitty people spoil stuff. You know what I mean? I just, to, a, to a degree. I've, like, I'm pretty successful about not getting stuff spoiled for that's me. Good. And I think yeah. that's because I imme- I'm really always like, no, seriously, no spoilers. That's because yeah. Because you're doing a, I'm not, a blanket. I don't mean to insult you. No, no, not at all. But I, I just feel like... But people do spoil stuff all the time. Even it on brings podcast. your anxiety down. Yeah, also, yeah. Be, like, I'll be listening to this podcast, and they, they'll be talking about something, and then they say, a, they say the spoiler, and then they go, spoiler alert. It's like, no, no, no. Spoiler yeah. alert comes that's first. That's not how it yeah. works. <laughs> yeah. They're almost dip. always doing it as a shitty thing. No, they're not. They're just yeah. like... Well, people are just like, spoiler alert. It's like, edit that and post it. No, but I'm saying I've heard that. I've heard the, like, well, I guess spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, and then if you haven't seen it yet, it's like, I haven't seen Rocky 1. I still don't know who won, so don't I? Oh, oh, excuse me. Have I read every book and seen every movie since whatever, you know, like. People get real ridiculous with that stuff, like, being like, well, it's been out for a month now. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, it used to be like, well, it's been out for 10 years. We don't feel bad. But now it's like. Yeah. If you miss it, if you're a month behind, people yeah. act like it's your fault. But I agree with that. The 10-year, like, sometimes people, it goes the other way, which is because you mentioned Rocky 1. You don't get you don't get Rocky 1. It's you, fine if you, it comes up. But yeah. but don't tell me, oh, you haven't seen this. It's 30 yeah. years old. It's like, have you read every uh, yeah. piece of classic literature? No, no, Do you want me to spoil Anna Karenina for I mean, it's yeah, probably yeah. already spoiled. But still, it's yeah, like, I'm with you. And actually, I think it's contextual, too, because it's like, you shouldn't okay what about Star Wars what about how about that do I need to do Empire Strikes Back I think no I think okay unless the person's like I'm just testing hey look hey look if if Star Wars comes up and and you're in conversation with the person and they're like hey look I know this is gonna sound crazy but I've never seen the Star Wars and I've recently been convinced that I should see them and so if you could just not spoil them for me I wanna have this experience but why are you on our Star Wars podcast yeah this is totally inappropriate (laughs) we should have done this is is to differentiate between like if you were watching let's say a a comedy show or whatever where someone you know did spoil something for me because they were talking about something that is a piece of you know just pop pop culture culture that we would all know then you're not gonna be like hey fuck you you spoiled this I'm just saying like why isn't it legitimate just if just to ask someone to be kind to you? No, it is. Uh, it's more to me about expectations. So what I'm saying yeah. is like, I, do you know who Luke's dad is in Star Wars? 
Yes. Okay, so that's good. I have seen. Do you know who won the first Rocky? Okay, I think this was recently. It it literally wasn't spoiled for me until like three months ago. And I'm pretty sure I know. I don't want to spoil it now for anyone who's. But I'm pretty sure I know what that that one piece of information. I don't know anything about two, three, four, five, six, seven, whatever. Yeah, the but audience, I do think I know who. That's won. who won the first Rocky. Also, uh, Rob, did you want to? Because this, you probably didn't know. This is a podcast where Ariel and I talk about movies, <laughs> and you listen, and you learn about it. So I'm, I'm glad you're fun. here to do that. Yeah. Um, I am actively trying to forget who I think won it. So because now I have to yeah. wait another ten years to watch Rocky yeah. until I. Forget. You know what? So, you know who won? We all did. Mm-hmm. Okay. We all did. So yeah. Um, this hello. Is a, this is a non-spoiler alert podcast. Hello, Rob Gagnon. Oh, hello. Hey, Rob. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. No problem. That we do. Uh, I was super excited to have you on, and, I, and I'll tell you why. But I, I'm very excited to be here. I listened to the Aaron Brooks episode oh, today. Such a good one. It was a treat. Absolute yeah. treat. I know. But now I know all your tricks. Oh God oh. damn it! Mm-hmm. So you know that Ariel and I. Uh, do we have a trick? Um, <laughs> I mostly just make fun of Jared. Yeah, well, that's well, yeah. gay cop, gay cop. Yeah. I, I, I'm familiar. I'm it's familiar. disarming. <laughs> um, I'm gonna do that too. But Aaron was good. The reason Aaron was good was because Aaron was just like he wasn't as demure about yeah. being like this. This bothers me. Uh, he, no, you know, here's the thing. Nobody gives advice like uh, do this. This is the only way to. Do. I think people give advice via. Uh, you know, I hate it when people do this. Or why did people do this? That that's how advice is given, and I think it's good. And he he kind of just let it loose. He yeah. Was like, yeah. Yeah. So some it was good. some fire in there. So fire. Well, yeah. fire in there. Like, Not let, aggression. Let fire. your annoyance guide you. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Live up to Aaron's level of annoyance. That's what we want from you. Even though you seem like you're gonna be nice. Well, if I can get perturbed. That's Hopefully when I. That's when I'm in my zone. Let's there do it. Yeah, yeah, oh, let's yeah. try to get. You I can there. see it from your act. <laughs> just rage, Rob. That Rob Gagnon rage. Pat Dean and I talk about the quiet anger inside <laughs> of me. All the time. I actually, I think I have heard of that. Oh, he'll come up bit. to me and he'll go, "I know that you're a very angry person." <laughs> <laughs> I go, "Pat, come on, man." He's like your Emperor Palpatine. Uh, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. Get you to unlock super comedy powers <laughs> or whatever. We're gonna see if we can find it, but first, let's just. Start from the beginning. How long have you been doing mm-hmm. comedy? Uh, well, I, I so that's obviously a very complicated question. I hope it takes all all uh, to answer. So I, uh, as my senior project in high school, I was like, oh, I, I want to uh, not work uh, on this project, and I know if I uh, do a thing that I want to do already, I will have to do that thing. So uh, I did uh, stand up as my senior project, and I had like a community outreach, so I did like a show or whatever. Holy shit. And so I was, I was 18 then, but then I did it like... Wait, 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 wait. So how long of a set did you do? Uh, then? Yeah. At that thing? Can Dude, I guess? Can go I guess? ahead, go ahead. I don't remember for okay. sure, but... It's going to be like 90 minutes. <laughs> I was going to say, it's something really, it's really way, long. It's really long. It's, yeah, it was it's way always too gigantic. Long. Yeah, because you're just like, you well... You thought well, all you've seen is HBO specials. Yeah. You're just going to, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm gonna do at least thirty. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want yeah. <laughs> to be ostentatious. <laughs> I'll only do thirty. Yeah, for my first set. I'll do thirty, and then I'll check in with myself. You did like a one man show, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, then I did it like uh, my my 
uh, English teacher in high school, and I wasn't like a big academic guy in high school or anything, but I had this wonderful English teacher, Mr. Diamond, and he was my mentor for the senior project. So he got like, he's this old Jewish guy. He's not that old. You're not that old, Steve. How he's, Jewish is he? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think it's, it should be pronounced, how Jewish is, is he? he? Okay. On a scale of yarmulke to <laughs> latka, I'd give him a dreidel. Oh, <laughs> this, guy's nice. pretty, this guy's pretty Jewish. <laughs> so uh-huh. he, uh, he started doing uh, stand-up, and like, so we'd do like these shows where like I would do a half hour, then he he would do a half hour at like some mm. coffee shop and all our old all his friends and my friends which is a weird combo patrons yeah like at nine in the morning oh. at a cafe bizarre they didn't stuff. know this was gonna happen <laughs> no no oh. like we packed the place oh you and they did knew it was, it your was friend. oh okay yeah. but at nine in the morning but it was like nine in the morning that wasn't that was like the years after that thing uh, or after that senior project and this is this is patrons reading usa today through mm-hmm. one bloodshot eye <laughs> to be greeted by no, uh, no, a they... rob gagnon not not tempered by time this, and and <laughs> oh young brash bangs in, bangs in his hair uh, more optimistic than even now there is an old youtube video of me just like just constantly shifting P- first piece of advice don't put any of your early shit on youtube <laughs> ever uh, unless it's like I've been doing it a while and making fun of myself yeah. but like man yeah. I look at some of the stuff where I'm like glad I can take that down because <laughs> I, I don't know what this generation's gonna do I think a lot of people are putting shit out there way too yeah. early um, but conversely I have like nothing online right now and my sister will be like my brother's really funny check him out and then they'll be like oh we didn't see there wasn't really anything on there you know what that's a question that I'm gonna add to the database is yeah. is what you, you know what are the what, how much do you have online because yeah. that's a that's an interesting that's a varied that is a varied uh, uh, question uh, uh, first let me uh, I just don't want people to think that I claim to have started stand up at eighteen uh, <laughs> uh, uh, then I uh, uh, had like a serious girlfriend for a long time and that like uh, satiates your <laughs> ego and time and, <laughs> and all that long enough uh, and so I wasn't really doing it uh, as much went through a terrible breakup. And started doing um, open mics a few times a week. And um, at what age? Uh, so that probably like, mm, uh, boy, that's tough. Uh, mid mid to late twenties. Okay. So I've probably been doing it like eight years now except for the stint of doing your half hours uh yeah that's 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 what like so that's not including that 18 yeah by the way that legendary time i want to put a not a pin in that but just like mention that's almost exclusively a straight guy thing and it's a comedy thing what's that which is this i like to a big preamble oh i do that it's no it's this it's uh oh he he doesn't go out much anymore he's got a girlfriend oh and it's very true like if there's some guys that like if they date they're like oh i feel i can feel good about myself interesting and then they're not driven to go and eat dicks at an open mic for whatever i don't know i think part of for like for me it was uh once i started uh not having my identity be based in my relationship then you're like, oh, well, I can, I can do things that aren't about maintaining or yeah. finding a love yeah. in my life and everything. Like, uh, and so that was that was really good. And then before I met Ariel, uh, uh, not Ariel Greenspan. Greenspan. Ariel Greenspan. That's gonna keep happening. Yeah. So I'm not saying it wrong. Uh, and so before <laughs> I met Ariel, um, like nobody would really 
compare to comedy very much. And then Ariel was involved in comedy, so she snuck in the back door, that little rascal. <laughs> and uh, and since she's like, you know, improv sketch person, it was um, it was a lot easier to, uh, um, you know, she would never give me shit and still she, doesn't she got give it. me. And it, yeah, totally gets it and, um, and vice versa. So that was really um, uh, important, I think, for me being able to like, just main maintain it is having that different outlook and then having somebody that doesn't give you any shit for it. I mean, that, that's not going to last. Absolutely. It just wouldn't have lasted if she was like, that's hard. That's about Ariel's one of very few people in the comedy community that I know that, that no, I shouldn't say, but definitely the minority of people who maintain a relationship yeah. with a not comic. Right. You, oh no, I mean, or even with a comic. I mean, how many people yeah. are even, I'm, I'm talking not about whether or not that person is a comic, but, what their attitude towards yeah. you going out and doing right. sure, open sure, mic sure. yeah um uh some people maybe myself included would argue that it's better to date a non-comic um but you have the best of both worlds because yeah. it's a person who is not maybe ariel does stand up but she's not primarily a stand-up she does she doesn't want to be doing stand-up very much anymore sure. i think it's so damn brutal unless you yeah. get consistent with it and so yeah, you um, do a lot. yeah she's it's been not, doing you can't do it for fun yeah and she doesn't yeah. need to do it because she's got no, another thing. she's got yeah. plenty of other stuff it's like like that i i stopped doing um improv for the most part yeah i improvise a ton but i don't do like traditional improv sets um i just don't get a lot out of it um some of that like that's that that can be the the greatest bear hug that you can possibly have is like this like an improv community where there's also stand up and sketch and stuff but eventually i started being like well i don't want to be in this troop of six people if even one of them sucks or or isn't into it and we don't share like the same kind of thing or oh i was really looking forward to doing this and now somebody's fucking grandmothers in the crowd and i'm worried about embarrassing them the whole time or uh yeah there's just so many dynamics whereas like with stand-up it's it's that whole lone wolf thing but i like kind of the middle ground of like my favorite thing now is is doing like weird stuff to help open up shit's golden where like john and i are being two idiots that are uh, whatever we've played many different idiot uh and and uh and kind of like being like all right here are here are the different spots we know we're going to hit but let's improvise in between those punchlines and stuff um sketch prov uh, is what they call it and a lot of people will be like oh it's very lazy and i think it definitely can be but it's not about what is or isn't lazy it's about what works for me yeah i think there's a lot of like fighting yourself and being like well, so-and-so says this and thinks this. I still go through this all the time, yeah. every day, nonstop. Like, oh, what is blank uh, veteran comic going to think about my <laughs> new gay Rodney Dangerfield joke? Like, <laughs> uh, which, by the way, Pat Dean pointed out, he's my comedy compass, never even makes that sound. Rodney Dangerfield it, doesn't really oh, I, make I don't, that sound. No, it's just you revving up <laughs> to get yeah. into that. It's just me letting, <laughs> making a little Rodney music. Uh, sometimes I'll take it really far, it's, though. It, uh, it's a fantastic concept, fantastic impression. But the thing that it sticks out in my head, of all of my friends, we do that to each other all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. Someone, yeah, someone just, I feel like a non-comic <laughs> friends of mine mentioned it in, the, in conversation the other day. They'd seen you and they were like, gay Ronnie Dangerfield. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> that's, we, I, that's crazy. I'm going to gonna, I'm gonna save the ass kissing portion until a little bit later because mm, I, I definitely, there's so many good things about that and also want to put a pin in 
well the, yeah oh, no, to I come actually, back to but yeah. just before uh remind me uh, about the weird tradition you're in of doing stand-up but coming at it from a kind of character yeah. theatrical base i feel terrible about no no that. It, there's it's, oh i do though well you we'll get to that there's but there are a bunch of people who are amazing who who do that they're just oh i mean in the course of comedy history yeah you know but anyway but ariel you're right to put us on track well no that's fine i mean did you have a question about that no no i just want to talk about it because we'll get into the the more like uh technique driven stuff later on no i just i think i'm interested in the topic of since we were talking about relationships and um your feelings about about what you're doing you know like on stage and with your time I wanted so first of all how many times a week do you go out and perform how many days a week uh, so this I think is also another complicated question because I was I was looking at you know like how much of my how many of my evenings are spent doing comedy type stuff um, and so I've, I've guaranteed I always have Tuesday night um, I've got sandbox then I've got a few monthly shows so those will come in I'm on stage three to five nights a week but when I'm doing um, sandbox, I'm hosting, I'm doing more than I would if I went out and did a showcase, but I'm not working on new material, new jokes, and um, and all this kind of stuff. I'm getting better with stage presence. I'm getting better with um, being the straight man. I created the experimental comedy um, as an experimental comedy show because that's what I like to do, but it ended up just being everyone else being nuts and right. me being the straight man, which I wasn't very good at before. And so now it's like, well, that's, that's weird that that happened. I'm surprised I didn't see it coming, but that's also fantastic. Um, and I love that it's a place where people can try like weird stuff. Cause when I moved here, I was like, I, <laughs> I did uh, kick butt. Um, and I went up and I, I told it like a knock, knock joke. And I was like, ah, guys, I know where I went wrong with that. Um, I know you just heard this, but I've been rewriting this and rewriting this and I, I want to make sure I get it right. So I'm just going to say it again. And then I shaved and told the joke exactly the same way. And they just had to wait <laughs> while, I, while I shaved. Um, and some people liked it, some people didn't. But I had no way idea of knowing like, why did this work? Why didn't this work? Like, it didn't really have a, much of a chance. The barista got mad at me because there was shaving things. Of course she would. Like, <laughs> you're absolutely right so i went and cleaned them up and everything is it was always just like felt and it, i mean that's a big adrenaline rush to try something and be like they might get mad at me <laughs> but i don't really like that kind of situation uh, so it was cool to create um a show like sandbox I'm, I'm very happy with it and i i love it but i also realized like tuesday night was my favorite open mic night i used to love cherry wood especially because they had like that open but back when it was um uh they switched it to that open area and i would start like being like all right let's just see how many people we can get to pay attention and i'd talk to people and i would work on some new stuff and i don't know how much of it was masturbatory and how much of it was like i'm actually working on new material but i had i i had to stop doing that that mic and then, uh, so now it's like I've, I've got one or two shows of my own a week and then one or two shows that are like somebody else's showcase. Um, but then there's certain nights where it's like, hey, can we meet about this thing? Um, and I'm like, oh, I'll go meet about that thing. So it feels like I'm doing a lot of stuff, but not um, generating a lot of new material. That's something in the past like month I've really started focusing on and like writing more. And I think like, it's it's very easy to be like oh i've got an eight minute set i know 
I, with a high probability that if I do these jokes, it's I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, look like one of the better comics on the on the show that night. People are gonna one or two people are gonna come up and go, hey, I really liked your impressions or something like that, or your characters, which always makes me go in my head. Well, what if, what if what is it, am I different? What's going on? Like <laughs> you're quoting and, me now. Yeah, He's quoting <laughs> yeah. And so so like. Um, so the chat like like tonight I'm going up and I'm doing um, a good fight over at TNM and I've done in the past like year I've done that show like twice I think and I do my characters and it goes great and and uh, and then I walk away and uh, but like uh, tonight I'm like no let's tell let's do like two stories and then you can pepper your characters in there or whatever but like let's risk getting hurt here like let's let's take uh, a chance like I'll take a chance and pull my pants down and do a crazy character way before I'm like, all right, I wrote this joke word for word (laughs) and I think the punchline's good. I got a couple tags. I think like that is much scarier to me because I don't know how to be that way. Whereas I know how to like kind of fly off the handle and improvise. Well, one of the things I think what you've touched on, and I think we could all weigh in on this because it's an interesting subject. I I feel like material generation you have you have it's you have to be intentional about like i think yeah. some people who are, are newer or or maybe less thoughtful about it their idea is i'll just keep going up and and eventually you know you do so many years and you get so much but i i don't think so i think that it's the kind of stuff you have to be like i am gonna try in the next two months to have this much and maybe it doesn't work but i just think that you've got to mm-hmm. do that and and understand most of it's not going to be very good and that's that's where the the flowers grow out of the shit so yeah. make some shit first. Which means that you have to try a lot of stuff, a lot yeah. of times, a lot of ways. Um, yeah, no, I think, I mean, it's, and I, I beat myself up all the time, even though, I mean, I, I feel like. You're super active. Yeah, I'm active and I write and I, yeah, and I mean, Jared's, I mean, no one's more active than Jared, but, but I mean. I have a lot of anxiety I'm writing from. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but. <laughs> But I still feel like even lately, like in the past month, I'm like, hey, when was the last time I had I I got a new you know eight minutes or whatever? Because yeah. I mean I but because what I feel like I keep doing lately is I have all these all these sets you know and things can interweave and whatever. But I I keep like adding on new bits, not just new tags, but like new little new chunks mm-hmm. to the topics that I that I already have. But it's harder for me to like I feel like that's not enough like I want to have new topics and stuff but then it's it starts to get harder to go up to open mics that are just open mics and do like like four minutes of all new stuff that's cohesive because I like to do these cohesive things Mm -hmm. and if I just want to add like this one coda to some bit that I already have I can't really put it in in the in the context of a four minute thing, I can't really you know what I mean. Like it requires the context of this other thing, so then it's harder for me to like force myself to do to figure out to write first of all four new minutes that are all on one topic. Like, but I used to do that, and it's it's like now that I'm doing more shows and fewer mics, it's just like now I'm like oh fuck, I have to force myself to do. I still go to mics, but to do enough mics that I'm going to get that much time. You're, time. you're on a showcase. Matt Bearden's here. LaShonda's yeah. here. Right. Max yes. here. Do you want to try that new joke in the middle? Right. They all approve of you already, but couldn't you use a little bit more approval? And, <laughs> like, and, and the crazy ugh. thing is that the constant pressure between, okay, I need to be good, but I need to look like I'm not afraid to take chances right. and I need to like grow and the funny thing is it's often from the same people I think I think this is good for everyone 
but uh, Mario sort of mm-hmm. I, I said a thing on Facebook where he's like, look, I'm putting you on because I want to see you. I already like you. And I want to see the same three minutes for four years in a row, whatever. I mean, to yeah. exaggerate. And I think that, that that's a really difficult pressure, but it's ultimately good for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Well, and I basically... Just because, That's what I think. Because of, my, because of my schedule in terms of like doing shows and, and whatever, I might be traveling, I might be staggering different nights of the week to, to spend with my fiance and everything. Um, I just say, Katie, I don't know if there's listeners who don't know her, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, but we got Katie fans at this point. You got Katie fans. Right? All Katie. right. So, because of that, I wind up doing the Velve and Cap City. Um, like, I try to do, I wind up doing them like once a month on average, I would say. And that way, I feel like, okay, well, as long as I don't get to the place where I don't have a new four minutes once a month, yeah. then I feel like, okay, that, you know, a good four minutes, then that's okay. But, if I ever get to that, like that'll be like a wake up call for me. Is if I'm like, oh, I'm doing Velve because I haven't done it in a month, and I don't have a new four minutes. I don't. I, but that's the that's where the pressure comes in, where you're like, oh, I, I better figure out a new four minutes. I got two. And sometimes days. that can spawn right. ideas when you have that pressure. And uh, let me stick it to you, Rob Gagnon. Oh. Let me stick Ow. it to you. you uh, well, the thing is, is that it's in in a weird way. You have a lot, of, not a weird way, but like you have a, so much charisma on stage. It feels like if anybody could nuance a joke that wasn't necessarily ready yet, but but could you yeah. do that? Because like a lot of, especially people that don't have the stage presence and have less experience, their their jokes are stillborn because they can't sell them. You you can sell stuff, so I do. even if the writing yeah. isn't where it needs to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think it's it's just the uh, uh, what you said about how it, it's it needs to be an intention, an intentional. I think for me, I've been trying to be like I've been doing a lot of self improvement in the past year and blah blah blah, spirits and blah, blah. and, <laughs> and uh, one thing that I always thought about like being present because I think that's super important. And I have uh, like OCD, ADD kind of shit, and and so when I have when I find myself uh, thinking about, well, what would it look like to be like somewhat more evolved and and present and everything? I imagine somebody with like an empty mind, just totally in in the moment and everything. And I don't. And and about two months ago, I had this realization: like, no, not for me. What <laughs> what needs to happen is when I find myself wandering, I need to go. Don't rob yourself of this moment. Like, even if it's just driving to work, don't rob yourself of this moment. Focus. Like directly tell myself that intentionally in my head uh no pressure but don't rob yourself of this moment i think the same thing would be with uh like writing uh jokes Uh, like i've i have a bunch of new gay rodney dangerfield jokes in the past two weeks because i'll be at these boring meetings which we don't really need to be in uh at work and uh i'll just stare at my paper until my name is called and and think of gay Rodney dangerfield jokes i have like just a little book for him because i'd like to be able to do like a full fat set of just gay Rodney dangerfield jokes um and and so lately like that's been working uh ariel and i saw this incredible exhibit um when we were back home for christmas uh uh it was on yukon's campus university of connecticut um and they had this like puppet exhibit and we're like oh let's go check it out we you know no reason to go home <laughs> let's just stay out the two of us check out this thing so we went through it was cool and then the far back they had this um this exhibit from this group out of vermont or maine i think called the bread and puppet press and their whole thing was about like create art create art create art create art don't worry about it don't think twice about it just make more make more make more make more and and they're like this very cool hippie group but they had um 
uh, they're called the Bread and Puppet Press, and they, they, they look at art as like bread, and you need to have bread every day. And so you need to be creating art every day. It doesn't matter if it's a scribble on a piece of paper, like su- this stuff was super rough. And so I'm flipping through these like giant books. Um, they're like two and a half by four feet, and they're made of like old cardboard and just scrap papers, like ratty ass stuff. And there was this one that was called Making Bread. And by this point, I got the idea that like art is bread, bread is art, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, no, bread is not art, but art is bread. <laughs> okay, any bakers out there, art is bread, bread is art. <laughs> But uh, I didn't want to read a lot of bad. <laughs> glad you said that. Yeah. Oh, right, it'll have a field day. And so we, uh, so we were going through that book, and and this one that really stuck with me, and it's what I think of when I when I stare at my, um, or I tr- I try to remember before I stare at my little notebook. There is uh, um, there's about making bread, and, and they said just like uh, sit by the fire and watch the flames, and eventually the flames will produce this, and blah blah blah. blah. And, but basically, it's just just sit and watch and wait, and it will materialize itself. Like, it's not you putting it together. Anytime I've had a good idea, yeah. the comedy gods are shooting it directly Absolutely. in my yeah. brain. I couldn't come up with it. I don't barely want to take credit for it. It and And so, like, the idea of, like, the work comes in rewriting that joke being like oh i know this part needs to go at the end i gotta set this up differently uh it's not too clear what i'm doing here like that's where the skill and the work comes in or whatever but just the intention of sitting down and waiting for that that flame to create some some bread for you some some spark some uh something that you can use like that's on me i just gotta sit down and do it and i've been doing it lately and it's been working and boy is that fold in on itself when you create the time with a goal and it it comes out it's almost i don't want to cut you off i'm sorry no i just i mean the idea of like you know taking intentional time i think a lot of us have the idea to meditate every day or whatever Mm -hmm. and i think if you don't think of it as um kind of beating yourself up like oh i'm so bad at meditating because i I can't clear my mind but if you think of it as no 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 no. you're just going to carve out this whatever 15 minutes to just sit and and you're not even like I'm gonna put a notebook in front of me and I'm gonna try to write because it just sit and let because I find that if you know if I do like shrooms or acid or something then the, there's there's always these moments where it's like oh there the ideas are here all the time mm-hmm. and they the universe is trying to get them to me it's very mm-hmm. like Elizabeth Gilbert nonsense but but and. And I'm so busy in my mind with the to-do list, with the with the whatever you know what I mean. All the all the chatter that just taking that it's like crazy how how rarely we take that 15 minutes a day to just be like let me just sit and see what happens in my brain. And we do have the time. Yeah. I, and, and I'm I'm not to say like oh no I'm I'm as busy as everyone else. No one's busier than me. But it's like you do have the time. Like even if it just means you know go for a walk without your headphones on and let thoughts come oh, and go walk i love the and, walk without love, the iphone yeah love so, the walk i mean I, I love that you've compressed the or like uh gotten rid of the difference between like inspiration and perspiration like i think that's yeah. a really good thing i think another thing is you have to be honest about what actually helps you be in a position to get those ideas and people are different about it so some people need to sit down and like actually have that focus. There's another thing that comics say a lot. I, don't, I haven't found this yet. I haven't been in long enough, but I think it's true. You got to live your life too. Oh yeah. Some oh. people don't do that. That's where I was going next. Excellent. Yes. Uh, so uh, just you, when you mentioned your fiance and you're talking about Katie, it's like, is there anything better than 
being at home with like a thing we're ready to watch and i'm cooking and morty our dog is there and we got the cats and ariel's there and we're so in love and it's great and it's like i want to go do an open mic for 15 assholes and four people (laughs) like (laughs) like i i I think there's can be great value in that but after a while it's that doesn't balance out right. it depends on the mic and it depends on your week and it depends on yep. you know it, it and but i still feel quite guilty that. i feel very guilty about uh not doing more of this or more of that whatever um but i think that goes back to our point about like when you're on a show and you've got 12 minutes or whatever it will say yeah so then making sure that you pepper in new stuff and i mean it could be brand new stuff that you are confident about it could be stuff you've tried only once or twice a little bit or whatever but i think it's it's that problem of oh this is a high stakes show oh i've got it. now there are some shows that are high stakes enough where you're like just do your best material yeah. i mean that's what you're there for there are other shows where it's the not contest. as high stakes yeah maybe Chris. yeah maybe fbia <laughs> maybe punch you know you you know you are supposed to do your a material but there are a lot of shows where it, it doesn't matter if LaShawn is there or no, yeah. no you know what I mean she first of all and might not watch you. your fucking she set you. probably <laughs> she does not watch or she didn't see that <laughs> yeah. the last six times you've told yeah. that joke anyway you yeah. know what I mean <laughs> uh, but you know so so sprinkling that in because and, and it's that's the thing it's like it's easier to do those jokes at an open mic in terms of your vulnerability but if you want to spend your life living your life with your fiance or having a life be nicer than waiting for an open mic you're going to have to to take those risks and do those jokes or you're going to have the same eight minutes yep yep and i think there's a lot more of those medium-sized showcases where mm-hmm. yeah you'd like to just kill and do the thing you know you can do and mm-hmm. get off but don't convince yourself that you couldn't pepper in that new material right. like that's true yeah well, some of it is what the scene encourages and i hope that us saying this not just in this moment, but the trend of saying, hey, it doesn't have to be that, will create in the community a little bit more latitude. There's a lot of people who really do base their judgments on developing comics. We're all developing comics on exactly what they see. Now, they, don't, they don't look at what they see as potential of a person who loves comedy and they're working hard. They see that's what that person is. Great example, Buckheister, Adam Buckheister, in the competition, just fucking destroyed. I didn't see it, unfortunately, but everybody tells me that he advanced. Well, you knew he would. But here's the thing. I did, you did, people that saw him. This is what's going to kill me. Going to be a bunch of people who were who saw it and like, I always knew he was funny. Mm-hmm. No, the fuck you didn't. <laughs> but, you know, because you saw, you didn't see the potential. You saw what you saw. Him in an open mic working stuff out or whatever. Yeah. So hopefully as a community, we a little bit more like, oh, that person is just figuring this thing out. They're not a shit bag. Yeah. And I, I mean, I was just listening to, because I'm doing the sting tonight and I was listening to like my voice memos of the, the previous times I've done it to see, you know, I don't want to do the same set and everything. Um, and I was thinking like, especially there are some shows where I surprise myself how raw I went up with stuff. I get a lot of times I just don't know how I don't know that the joke is not as nearly as finished as I want it to be. But it's like, that's great. I, you're up there exploring yep. and the crowd is into it. I'm embarrassed now to be like, oh, my God, that joke is way better now than I told it then. But that's OK. And so and so, yeah, it's like those shows as much as we want to do a good job and put on a good show and convince people how great awesome comedy is it's all we're just working we're all constantly working to get 
to get our jokes to the point where they're good enough for touring, good enough for specials, etc. But this is all work. And is there a better feeling than writing a new joke, figuring it out, and now you've got that little baby in your back pocket and you can take it out whenever mm. you want? Oh my God, oh, it's the best. What it's if it were? worth more than money. I get I get that. And then, so I have that. That's a great feeling. And then there's the crushing feeling of like, this used to work. Oh, this fucking worked. Yes. <laughs> the first time. What happened? Louis talks about the fruit metaphor and it yeah. rots. You got to bring it back to life. The only problem is that fruit doesn't come back to life, <laughs> no. Louis. But, yeah. but, yeah. but <laughs> that, that is what it feels like. You're trying to bring fruit back to life. Um, just Maybe let it dry all the way out. you have to plant it again. <laughs> and then water. Just, and then go. several and that metaphor just came months back later. To life. Yes. Yes. I, but that is true I mean, because sometimes you got to leave a joke. Uh, you should be like, you know what? I That joke kills but not anymore because I don't love it anymore. I'm not present with it anymore. Put it away for however many months and then try it out and, and, and bring it out and do it in a different place in a different set and with a different mentality. Different time in your set. A different time, exactly. Yeah. And you can bring it back to life because it's the season for it again. Uh, Oh, oh well, I was gonna. I was just talking to Mario about this last weekend because I I did the valve and I did pretty well. But there was this one joke that like used to do better, and he and I was talking to him about it, and he was like, "I bet if you went back and listened to every time you've told that joke, it got slowly but surely less enthusiastic mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. You're probably not even telling it the same." And I I guarantee you that's the case. What brings for I found what brings life back to a new joke or an old joke for me is having a new joke that I'm excited about in that set somewhere. Yeah. Like if you see just to keep using gay Rodney Dangerfield as an example, like when I know I've got a new gay Rodney Dangerfield and those, I can usually tell if they're going to work or not. The first time I try them, I like, I know ahead of time, like "Eh, this is pretty weak. I don't know. (laughs) This is barely wordplay. (laughs) But like when I, when I think it's going to work, like my whole set Mm -hmm. is just so much better than the, the, like I go way way out of line with the, like I'm going crazy (laughs) with it. And um, yeah, I think like, I, I haven't met too many comics that don't f- have that effect when they're when they're mixing yeah. stuff in. So you just got to know yourself, I guess. Especially if it's a piece to a larger bit. Mm-hmm. So then the whole thing lights up a bit. But you mentioned, you've, this is the third time you mentioned it, so I can't not. Because <laughs> I think it's such, and it may sort of segue into another thing I want to talk about. Uh, that bit is, I think, good a good example, especially for people trying to get better, that it, you really have to think three-dimensionally, right? You can't just, well, I like writing jokes. That's what I'm good at. That's all I'm going to do. Fuck stage presence mm-hmm. or, or whatever. What's great about that bit uh, is that the concept is good. The act out, then it becomes an act out. The impression's good. And then the jokes are good in it. Yeah. Right? And I don't think any one of the, if, if that, it's just so over the top because of those things. Like, if you could tell, you don't have to do it in character. Sure. Just that you're, dick already sucks like that i was talking to ariel about this the other night i don't that is one of not my favorite joke out of all my rodney dangerfield jokes but love it people love really it. like it and, Wait, I, and tell it to me so you. the uh the joke is, i usually close my rodney dangerfield set with this because it does very well but it's not my favorite of his but he goes uh oh jesus oh no is rodney can you can somebody ask me if rodney's with us okay rodney oh uh is rodney with us Oh, let me see if I can find him. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
so much fun. That's good. <sighs> uh, so I'll go, uh, oh boy, I was hooking up with this guy in the men's room the other day, you know. Things are going pretty well. I said, hey, buddy, suck my dick. He said, sure. So I dropped my pants. He said, so walk away. I said, hey, buddy, what gives? Get back here. Suck my dick. He said, it's too late. I said, what do you mean it's too late? He said, it's too late. Your dick already sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, because it's so dumb that it's the best. <laughs> but, but mechanically. No, no, no. Mechanically, it's, 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 a, it's a good yeah, job. But it's like, it's like it's almost makes sense. I See, yeah. When, when people have those things that almost make sense, yeah. you know, like kind of like completely line up, but then there's like a little bit of like, no. It's like it's like as frustrating as a pun. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I just don't. You could. It's not my favorite out of all those jokes, but um, it, and I'm not. But it tickles the silly yeah. bone. Yeah. That, yeah, it's not the perfect joke either. I mean, it requires all that stuff. But I bet you, if you did it in a different character, that joke would still. It wouldn't get a huge laugh, but it would probably still. It, you know what I'm saying? You like, mean like it would? St- it would. It would stand without the Rodney around it. it. Yeah, yeah, because it. It's still the basic form of a joke, and I think yeah. that's what happens is some people. Uh, notice they're good at a kind of thing and they don't want to develop an other stuff because that shit's hard and so they like they're getting fed yeah and exactly and so they but stick to one thing sorry and i just yeah, have to no, it's also do. so good because you're just making fun of ronnie dangerfield and, and <laughs> so because yeah, be, and, well and no and just for kind of being i mean not not that he's dumb but, but whatever i don't know if he listens to this but 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 that's that hey i'm right here like what all of your, but all of your he jokes it's no respect and i think like making fun of the that. form of his jokes too. so that's why it's like it's so perfectly like we, we are slightly. so we are diverting Thanks. radically Sorry. because yeah. i love rodney dangerfield i really do i oh, really do right, but yeah. i admit it's like i can't he doesn't make me laugh like a lot of people but there's something i just so love Somebody that can get up there and just do joke jokes and it works. And Seems like it's from a different time. Too. Yeah, 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 um, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. I don't like I don't have to worry about like oh somebody did a very similar thing. To that <laughs> yeah. um, but at the same time, uh, I'm always if I, if I go up, I do like uh, De Niro, Lizard, Bruce Lee, Baby, uh, Al, uh, Rodney, and then Alzheimer Seinfeld, like. I, I can I just imagine like Patrice O'Neill and and Colin Quinn and Amy Schumer and like people that are like 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 comics comics being able to just go like well that's a fucking hack and you're like <laughs> what what are you but at the same time I absolutely think uh, I mean I can't change it but I think like it's probably to my advantage to be different and not quite fit in with the rest of um, and we're all Whatever. doing that too. Everybody, well, I shouldn't say everybody, but it doesn't, it, it depends on your personality, obviously. But I think no matter where you are style wise, you you can feel that kind of insecurity. So I think if you do more conventional comedy, you're like, God, in this fucking, in uh, the Joe Tullers and Christina Parrishes and the Rob Gagnons of the world here, like, how do you be noticed in that, yeah. in that panoply of comedy color? How do you do that? So I think you, it doesn't matter who you are. You're always, yeah, you we're all trying yeah. to be ourselves yeah. and yeah. just whatever it, makes you laugh and brings you joy to do. One thing we were talking about earlier, just about like, uh, we were talking about Adam and like, oh, uh, um, at the beginning of of that part of this podcast you're saying like oh you see somebody and you're like well that's who they are and you judge them and now you put them in a box yeah like i feel like uh austin in particular is a relatively 
friendly and warm scene especially after your first two or three years once people are like oh there's no use in beating each other up <laughs> because we all You're have two black around, eyes are you? All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah like um i i know there's that side to it and maybe i just i mean i intentionally stay out of it and don't engage in a lot of stuff uh uh actually you know what I I realize Wait, are we like gonna, a little is while shit now. talking is about to happen. No, is that what's happening? I don't I don't have any opinion. I don't have a ton of opinions, and that's really <laughs> that's not good if you're a comedian. I think uh, it depends on the kind of comedy. Yeah, I don't know. That's, Stephen I Wright think, doesn't have a shit ton of opinions, and his and his comedy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a good point. Well, I feel better. Yeah, <laughs> just, uh, just validated Rob Gag. Okay, so putting us back on track a little bit. Can I ask? Do you want uh, stand up to be your career that's another thing is I, I have a hard time thinking about like where where I would fit in what would be a good vehicle for me and and all that kind of stuff like uh, I when I watch like Portlandia and I see they're doing it's not my favorite sketch but I like what I see in it uh, if they're doing like the the milk council sketch where it's like oh clearly <laughs> you had some stuff and then you're like, all right, Fred and Carrie, just go fuck around for a little while. All right, yeah. Fred, you do more for Okay, now, Carrie, you're going to do a little more for Like, I want to do that all day, every day, and have somebody film it, edit it, light it, and do the audio for it. And I, and I just, you know, help write it and perform it. So this that seems like something that maybe you could develop in, in Austin. Um, this is a kind of YouTube mm-hmm. uh, series type. Is that the kind of thing that you might be interested in is getting people together who are going to do a high production value YouTube series situation like that? Yeah, I mean, I would be totally up for stuff like that, um, but I can't wait around for that kind of thing. Yeah. I also like, I uh, like, so FBIA is right now. I was talking to Pat about this uh, and uh boy pat's gonna way too many shout outs here on this podcast yeah, i don't that even like them not, i'll be honest uh, uh, no. is a salt <laughs> of the wound uh so he uh we were talking about fpia and pat has reverence for fpia uh and many people do and i i i don't like hate it and i sure. i don't think it's uh a, an evil thing or whatever but i just look at it as like here's a chance for me to get up in front of a big hot crowd have a professional Absolutely. taping and and do fantastic but once i get out of that first round yeah i who knows what i'll do like i i rode the invisible motorcycle that time and and like all and i i was a character one time the first year i did it like i'm way into let's blow that shit up and try something cool and unique with it because if i won fbia i would be ashamed i would be totally embarrassed and feel like a fraud and like i i would not like that uh but at the same time um uh do uh, like when I'm doing my invisible motorcycle thing, do I want that to kill and I advance? Absolutely. Um, but like, I just, I, I don't, I think I'd be taking it from somebody that follows a more traditional stand up route. Uh, and, and I, um, and I, I don't see myself as that. Uh, at the same time, if I could do, if I could take like my eight minutes of like characters and things like that, and and put some uh, like lengthen that to the point where it's like, oh, like I've got a really great half hour, a lot of clever, unique stuff. Uh, like we've we've created some stories and callbacks, and and um, it still doesn't look like traditional stand up, but 
wow, you're going to get a half hour Comedy Central thing. Like, f- of Absolutely. course I would want that. Of course that's and, a goal. But like, it, uh, I, I don't see that happening. I see more likely like, uh, you know, a Portlandia kind of a thing where it's like we're, we're making cool um, partially improvised uh, videos and, and things like that. Um, but I don't ever picture myself not getting on stage and doing stand-up consistently. The, so to the idea that if you won the contest, if you sure. did that, you, I mean, I, you know, I'm, who am I to tell you, but you would that would be amazing. It would be great. It wouldn't be fraudulent at all. And I th- Well, I'm a nice guy. You are nice. I think, I think but, like, people are like, oh, he's so nice. <laughs> no, but, but here's the thing. I mean, the weird thing is that people talk about, like, if you indulge more creative, uh, out-of-the-box out of acts you know yeah. that's a squishy alt alt kind of oh we're just letting them do it kind of we're being nice but i think the opposite is true it's a much just it's a way more objective to be like if you get on stage and you make make people you make the volume in the room go up you that's the case yeah you know it doesn't matter what Speaks your idea about what yeah it doesn't matter like you know you, it's the person who is being indulged who says comedy is supposed to be this way mm. there that's the like you have to they need the safe fit. space is yeah. what i'm saying yeah i want to know how to watch this yeah 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 uh i i just think um like uh i, I i'm a, i've become a, a pretty comfortable host and and stuff but like when i'm hosting at camp and i have to be totally clean and it kind of cuts my legs out from under me Oh, absolutely. I should be clean hosting at cap. I, I, don't, I don't argue that. And I don't think I don't fault them for thinking that that's the way a show should run. It's about the headliner. Um, same with I if, I if I if I I've never middled there, but if I feature a middle or whatever, um, it'd be weird for me to do like <laughs> Alzheimer's Seinfeld and then be like, here's Jim Gaffigan. Like, or here's that, Jerry like, Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, that that sounds uh, so I don't I mean, I don't know where I fit into things. Um but I'm not going to turn down shows and I'm not going to, um, you know, not, uh, not put value in, in the same stuff that we all do. Uh, it just seems like, uh, instead of fighting it and trying to be like, um, I'm an Aaron Brooks storyteller kind of guy, like, no, you can have a few stories, but you shouldn't try to be that you should, you should work on that, but don't try to be that. Um, even if you are telling a story, like do it in your way. Um, and you know, have more act outs because you like, that's something that you like to do. And, and, um, you know, go on a tangent, then come back. People forgot. Oh, I forgot. We're even talking about this joke. Um, yeah, I don't know how we got to there. I'm sorry. Can you, do you have some, do you have some (laughs) short term, uh, goals that you're working on? Um, yeah. So I, I just started a podcast for sandbox. So that's something I listen to a ton of podcasts and, um, so I'm, I'm excited about kind of taking that on, but it's it's also the kind of thing where um, I've started and stopped enough things for whatever reason. Oftentimes it's my fault, oftentimes it's not. Um, and so like the older I've gotten and the more experience I've gotten, the more I've found out. Uh, Chris True, who uh, runs uh, or owns uh, TNM New Orleans and Austin he was talking about like don't announce things that you're doing soon like announce shows but like don't announce projects because you get and science proves yeah, you get the, the rush yeah. yeah you get all you get most of the benefits 
making the announcement. Because people go, oh, yeah. that's so great. And then you're like, well, I already feel good. Yeah, so I already feel no good. No need I to actually do it. And then when you get to a, uh, like a little hiccup or something, mm. then you go, oh, shit, I already yeah. talked about so this. I'm actually busy with other some things. Of, right? yeah. <laughs> some of the best writing advice I got was don't talk about the ideas you want to write about because when you tell people the thing similar you get you express yourself intellectually and artistically that, and then the drive to sit down and write it that's a good point reduced. see i just do well if i have something i want to write about then i'm just like hey co-worker we're going to talk about this and then i'm going to write jokes through this conversation <laughs> so i don't know so at least then, but at least you're doing the right thing because you are recording oh basically yeah and then i'm going to write happening. it down yeah, yeah. yeah whereas if you just go to lunch with your friend and you like have that no, thing and can that we you, actually uh, talk about that because i always yeah, your feel friend's like a bitch. i'm glad you're because no, when, when, when i go to lunch or, or whatever when i'm hanging out with people and I'm, we're talking and i say something funny or if, if i whatever i have an idea in my head that's funny i gotta write it down i mean and it's, yeah. And sometimes when I don't write things down, I lose them, and yeah. I just can't, yeah. you know. That'll and, drive you crazy. But I feel like I never see people writing things down as often as I do, and I don't know if y'all are just being polite or if I'm just not seeing or whatever. But but pe- some people act like you're being a jerk, or I feel like I'm being a jerk or whatever, and I'm like, I just I have to. This is what I do. I think you. Well, it's quite possible that you see more and more from less. Like you'll be like, yeah. "Oh no, that's something. That's something." Whereas, like, I'll, I'll I might say to myself, ah, "I don't know about that." But like when I when I think something is the potential for a joke, because like I said, there's nothing better than having that sweet little baby joke in Absolutely. your back pocket, newborn. I love it. Uh, so like, I will stop at nothing to make sure I write it down. And oh man, forgetting what you thought or whatever that'll drive me crazy yeah. I'll so much of my stuff is about inflection and and little timing tricks and things like that that I'll have to record it into my voice recorder yeah, yeah. so I'm not even just like being like hold on let me write this down I'm like I need to walk away to for away. a minute yeah, I do that. <laughs> although I found it, it in the three years anyway that I've been doing this I have found that it's almost superstitious at this point um, material works out better when I write it down than when I try to do the voice memo. A lot of times, that's interesting. Um, especially if I'm—I don't know if it's like when I'm high or if I'm busy. Whatever's happening that I want it, I'm like, it'll just be easier if I voice memo it. I feel like for some reason most of that doesn't wind up working. Whereas the paper stuff, it's like it's like you sometimes sometimes I don't write enough down and then I'm like I have no idea what this is. But when I have enough and not too much, also if I write too much, then it's I'm never going to get anything out of it. I don't know. I can I can put the pen down. Um, this is note to self when I'm high though because I do it too much and it's I, it's yeah. not productive at all I think everything is that I think is fucking funny when I'm high oh, yeah. and then afterwards I'm like this is all just yeah. not self-indulgent it's not all fat yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I think because uh, I uh, like I was saying about how I'm trying to uh, write more and you know like just have a special pad at work that's just for writing dedicate some time to that at lunch or whatever um I've noticed like the the rambling I do, it would be really hard to like write all that kind of stuff right out right away or whatever. A lot of times I'll be in the car. Um, I have this, I, this uh, well, I think there's some science to it, but like when I'm doing the dishes, taking a shower, anything I think activates the right side of my brain mm-hmm. um, where it's kind of like, well, here's a task and we're doing it. It free, the, the brain's like, well, we're, we're locked into this. And then it lets that creative side kind of pop out and be like, well, no one's using us so like go, go ahead this <laughs> right, right side's taken care of so like I'll notice a lot of times I'll get ideas when I'm driving or doing something where I really can't write it down but going back and then rewriting that stuff out get so many more tags so many more details you can see the structure so much better I'm a very visual um, visual very visual learner and 
artiste uh, and so and so like to to go through and like cross out that word to put a little arrow yeah. like move that word over here it, it i can't deny it works better for me i think the key is when i have like like a, a one minute ramble that's going to take a little bit of time to write out it's like okay well today don't stare at the notebook capitalize on the thing that you recorded driving into work the other day it's just a matter of understanding yourself so much about this advice stuff is just like well this works for me see what works for you this is like my dance move but you might have a different dance that works i'm just interested in in us talking about these things in in such you know specific detail because i that's something that i don't think i I talk to i hear a lot of comics talking about is like do you purposely not listen to podcasts while you're listening while you're washing dishes for instance so that your brain can be free it, uh, I, so the answer is that I I do listen to podcasts when I'm washing dishes but when I don't it's much more productive yeah and so you ha- I think it, it, sometimes I get, I get too much like where I beat myself up like okay so when I'm taking a shower I can't listen to anything and I'll do that for a while and then I get to a point where I'm like you know what I'm listening to music today I need yeah. a you know fucking I mean? break I, 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 I want to yeah. yeah, sing or I was going to say yeah because you can't you can't mine out every bit of your relaxation yeah. and leisure to, Plus it also, to being productive that yeah yeah because I think it becomes once you have decided oh I'm gonna think some good thoughts in the shower today then the, you know, your brain's like nope yeah, you're, yeah, you're like I'm gonna I'm gonna use my free brain time to yeah. I'm gonna enslave that yeah yeah. <laughs> to, to, yeah not gonna happen and you yeah. can't it's like it's kind of like you can't control creativity you can't pin it down like that so you have to keep kind of mixing it up you know what right now I feel like I might have the brain chemistry you know during this shower or this dishes or whatever to to have something good happen and other times you're like i gotta listen to a podcast. You, you just gotta know yourself and it comes with experience and um also like wanting to learn about yourself and what works for you and valuing that um uh well i think once you start getting results it's a lot easier like well, if, if i if i'm realizing something's working it's very clear yeah. it's easier for me to keep up with that but when you're in a rut and you don't know why you don't really know even which direction you want to go once you get out of the rut it's kind of like it's 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 very easy to to be sticky in that in that moment i'll try to like when i'm driving to work i'll i'll have like a song that i've heard a million times like i listen to a ton of chance the rapper and i'll just put like his song blessings on it's about god sending you blessings and it's <laughs> beautiful and so i'll just put that on add that to my spotify oh, right now i'm curious oh it's really good uh so i'll i i don't have to like hear the lyrics i can just kind of feel the song and then as soon as a thought the comedy gods shoot a little thought into my brain i'll unplug it start recording and just put it up on the you know dash or in the center area and and just ramble um that's interesting so you specifically are listening to a song that you've heard a lot of times are you that i love kind of sing along to it are you just letting it be in the background um i mean i'm I'm enjoying it i'm enjoying it but i'm trying to kind of get it well i'm not trying to do anything which i think maybe is part of the thing it's like you're trying to not try i don't well i'm just do do you sing yeah i'll i'll sing yeah so do you sing along with that um, would you do it now? No, I no. would. I don't know if that's. I don't. I, let me just, let me be clear. I don't know whether he raps. Or Chance, Chance the rapper raps, is yeah. a rapper. He, he does rap. He does have Chance know, the rapper. I didn't know. Well, I didn't know if he was. It was yeah. like a. He also does music or he's current crazy kind of thing. A, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Like uh, so for for that for like a song like that, um, I wouldn't usually sing it unless it wasn't on. Like if I'm. 
like if I'm walking around the house, uh, I'll just, let the blessings come up. <laughs> And, uh, and 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 like kind of saying it to myself but when i'm listening to it i usually am just listening to it unless ariel and i are together and we're always You're singing, singing. Yeah. we just say we take like any song and we'll both launch into it at the same time and you just felt that moment we, was gonna happen we put our our cats and dogs names into the lyrics <laughs> like more baby more disco and more like just putting them in spots where the words don't belong and we'll both put them in the same exact spots like on the fly <laughs> And I don't know what we're getting out of that, but it's it's kind of like uh, finger fucking each other's brains or yeah. something. Like That's there's like, something yeah. about that. Let's yeah, write that down. Yeah, but there there's some. It reminds me of like the idea of a mantra, a meditative mantra. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It like actually kind of stills your mind because you start you're not really engaged with it in a in it's, a certain way. You're feeling it. It's like but dishes, but it doesn't yeah. have to. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, yeah. Sorry, that's that's no, an area of interest for me. I'm always really curious about people's creative process. It's not something I always want this podcast to like completely be about, but I do like I I I am interested in like what is everybody doing yeah. with their free time? Yeah. Where is this stuff coming from? Oh, I'm very curious about you too. Honestly, like I, sure. I, I, I like when I parked yesterday before because I got there early for Sandbox. I parked and I saw you walking. You're walking slow. You didn't look sad. You didn't look happy. You had headphones in. You're heading down to uh, do playpen, and I was like, um. I've been exactly where she is. I am just gonna let her walk by. I don't need to rob Gagnon out to her. Hi, Did we pass each other? No, we, I was oh, in the okay. car oh, and I, I saw you come. I was like, "Don't get out, fiddle oh, around. Yeah, don't even look, so you don't don't want to distract her." That's a great place to be. That little <laughs> pre-show walk. I love that. Um, uh, and like, yeah, like you guys, you're just you guys are so prolific and going out and uh, um, and then I see you do sets and you've got like cool new shit. Um, I don't know. Uh, so I, I I think the curiosity goes every way around with everybody. And if you're not curious, I don't. You're there's something might be wrong with you. The, I don't know. Do me, no, but I think that that brings up an interesting set of issues anyway, which is that. Uh, there's this to me it seems like a spectrum or a continuum uh of i need to be myself uh i can't try to be another person or what they're doing but i need to look at people that are better than me or better in a certain way mm -hmm. and try to adopt some of that or at least adopt like the principle or advice or something like that and i feel you can kind of lose yourself in both ways I see people kind of trying to be absurd, like maybe tell Joe Tuller is, mm -hmm. and they just don't have that kind of vision. They're just yeah. not oriented just not, that way. Yeah. Uh, and then at the same time, you see people locked in at open mics doing the same thing, like doing their act as if, like I think my good said about, I don't want to say who, but that that guy could do his act in a closet. Like he doesn't even need an audience yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so I mean, I think that's a, that's a difficult thing. I think we, we, how do you watch each other? You gotta you gotta figure out the right way to watch and learn from from other people. I'm, I think I'm always really impressed by like people remembering other people's jokes and everything. Oh, and yeah. It's like I don't know if I'm just like Jared remembers like everything. Totally zoned out of my brain on. I watch a lot of people's uh, comedy too. I'm not yeah, one of these like, people who's yeah. always in the. But Jared, I just. Uh, I don't understand. Here's here's what it is. Like uh, same reason I was really is good. Is it all at, the coffee? One of the reasons I was really good at philosophy was I could remember other people's arguments really well. I mean, talking about like 
famous philosophers or whatever and it's just because i'm obsessed with the certain structure i talk about it are you kind of like putting it you know like they say that people who have the really good memories like do the tricks where they put the the pic they put the things in the picture of the house or whatever you know what i'm talking about Uh, yeah put the numbers in a room of a house or something yeah i don't do that i actually but but like structural i don't know i'm i'm awful visually so i can't like my imagination is not visual oh real quick do y'all think in color Give me an example. I, okay, when I don't I'm thinking know. about color. I do. Yeah, like if you specifically purposely, <laughs> like I think that about was color. Some good acid. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. When well, actually, when Katie and I were doing shrooms uh, the other day, she, she I can we got smell color. This. It's good enough. No, she was saying she thinks in color, and I was like, "Wait, what are you even talking about?" Because I feel like I just think in words. Yeah. Like yeah. So you're a talky person. Think. Yeah, but I mean, she's saying like when she okay, so this is she. I can't remember exactly what the the thing was, but when she thinks about her schedule or something, um, it's like color coordinated. She's like, well, there's a chunk of time that she's like seeing visually and in a colored way, seeing like this is a red chunk of time. That means this. And this is a great, I'm like, oh, I just think, okay, at seven o'clock I could do this and at eight o'clock, I, you know? I think, I That's think based on like, like if I'm thinking about, oh, I got to go do good fight tonight. I'm picturing like, that stage and the and and you know David has introducing the next group or whatever and I kind of think of it that way I think like locations and if I'm thinking of like uh, something somebody said to me I'm picturing them saying it to me and not like the words oh that's interesting um, but uh, I mean I have plenty of color associations with like positive and negatives and everything but I don't think I think in color um, you mean do when you remember things are those things in color is that what you're asking like or you I guess it's some, hard for me to say exactly. It's so strange when you talk about thinking because it's hard to even like kind of remember how you think. It's sure. so complicated. You know? They write think, books too. about this. It's called philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but I was going to say, I think the reason I'm decent at remembering certain kinds of things, especially jokes and arguments, is because it's schematized according to certain kind of forms and then once you organize it that way right. then you can it's it's easier to put it in its place you, you know have, where yeah, it goes yeah you have away. little cubby holes for things yeah yeah I think yeah I think so so yeah. I yeah I mean and I happen to like like and certain a lot, kinds of he drinks of a lot of coffee yeah. that's true too but I, that's but that doesn't work anymore like I read this, this is so important but I read this thing that like if you drink a l- coffee then you drink coffee to get to the same level right it's just like any other else drug. is just around I don't know, but you seem pretty tweaked out all the time. It's just me. Yeah, I've always been. That's just so. If you gave up coffee, once you got over your addiction, I'd be the same. You'd be the same. Yeah, yeah. I've never, I've never not been that way. He's just like an X man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's just different. So, but you don't get the just a quick coffee uh, thing. You don't get the shakes. No, if I drink a lot of coffee, I, I I do. But you, so but you know how to space it out. He has like one cup every two hours or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I'll do two a day at work now, uh, and I'll time it out and everything. But if I don't time it out right, I'll get the shakes, oh, yeah, yeah, and I yeah. hate that. Yeah. I, I have two shots of espresso so every you morning. Ride it like a wave. Can't do anything Ugh. more than that. Maybe a little bit of tea in the afternoon. But, but I even okay. before I discovered coffee, I discovered coffee when I was like seventeen. We'll say somewhere in there. I was always like a Gabby mile a minute. Yeah. D- yeah. Kind of person. I yeah. sometimes say, I, I think I have like mild manic depression, but anyway. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Okay, but to go, I want, I, I gotta, I want to ask you because I, we can't have you here and not talk about what your act is like and sure. specifically about, because I'm fascinated when a comic is newer. I'm talking about your past. Mm-hmm. When you were newer, do you, you, 
went in this unorthodox direction. And like I said, when we sort of started, it's not unprecedented. That's the thing. That's what I think is you, you seem to sometimes articulate a certain like insecurity about like, oh, I don't do these typical, typical jokes. They are a really great comic. Dana Carvey. I always think about you and Dana Carvey in the same sense because... Wow, I have not thought about that. Well, it's because it's not that you sound like it's not that you're doing some of the things but it's like chopping broccoli yeah 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 and well and the thing he he and it's absurd but also he approaches he already any if he does a joke it's already kind of embodied in a character or embodied in a concept and i'm curious did you have well well, first of all this is something you do a lot ariel you ask what are your influences right i would love to hear that if you want to pick like in the light of this three-ish sure uh well i i always want to make sure i uh just mention my father being like a funny guy and everything and and a lot of our uh, precious memories are from like i would be at his house on the weekends parents divorced thanks for bringing it up guys (laughs) and i would be at his house on the weekends and we'd like stay up and watch snl or mad tv or we'd always rent comedies or we'd go we used to go to the drive-in all the time there's a drive-in theater in our our uh hometown and and so we used to go to the drive-in all the time and we i remember we got two um cassette tapes at the pawn shop we would do fun shit like just go to the pawn shop and see what's there and really like it's not a traditional father-son thing but like what a cool thing to go yeah. like you and your parent go to like a, a pawn shop oh it's kind of cool but some parents would be like i don't want to bring them over there and we would get like a we had like a cosby cassette and a carlin cassette and we would r- ride around and listen to those and um so just like the idea of enjoying comedy I think that's a really important baseline to set. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember we saw, I remember us cracking up over uh, Brian Regan's um, first Brian Regan Live. Oh, yeah. And just like thinking that guy like was. Top 10 album the, of all time. Oh, so good. And and so then I started collecting albums. I went and got that album. I started collecting albums. Um, but like growing up, I was a big Jim Carrey guy. Um, uh, at, at like any SNL people definitely Will Ferrell was like when I was in high school time so it was like anything that guy did just seemed so great to me yeah. um, but I remember watching like Tig special when it was really early and be like this is nothing like anything I've liked already but I've seen that special so many times where she's in like a, a maroon shirt and black pants and totally <laughs> like it's, it's uh, so I think just having that comedy um, that comedy addiction uh, or, or like desi- like desire to like collect and watch and, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Seinfeld was another thing. Like my mom and I would watch that show and she took me to see like Seinfeld and Jon Stewart when I was in like middle school. That would be like my birthday present. We'd give away tickets to see those people. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess who would be some of like the more absurd, weird people um, I mean, what's it? You mentioned Brian Regan. Yeah. He he doesn't he isn't like people don't talk about him in this way. Like you mentioned Jim Carrey, I think for a lot of people who are listening to this that know you, that, that probably makes sense because he yeah. does a lot of outlandish sort of stuff. But really, Brian Regan does too. Brian Regan all, will do these jokes and these observations, but they'll be involved in already a kind of silly That's goofiness. True. Best the voice is there. You best know? dumb guy voice in the business. Oh, God, mm-hmm. absolutely. Simple well, Simon. Yeah. Yellow one's a son. Yeah, <laughs> big yellow. So oh, yeah. The big yellow one's a son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, I feel like I'm definitely missing somebody or something on that list. Uh, 
it'll come back to it it'll it'll yeah. hit me comment on in like iTunes. 10 minutes <laughs> yeah i'll comment on itunes <laughs> so i got i got another question really? three stars it was uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but i got another question and it's related to the same thing so one i'm gonna ask it in a kind of advicey way and and two how did you approach this do you think it's important for comics at some point maybe not r- right away but to start thinking how should i stand out do I, how do i stand out and two did you think that because you definitely do i think and i'm not just kissing your mm-hmm. ass i'm saying stylistically you're not doing what everybody else is doing so if somebody sees an open mic they're gonna remember you and they're gonna remember i, I always say they're gonna remember joe they're gonna remember alan but these are like mm-hmm. even even yeah. if other people get better laughs or worse yeah, laughs yeah. So was that intentional for you? And how do you feel? What's your? Do you think that should be a thing? People. I think it. uh, uh, Everything else hurt too much. (laughs) Like (laughs) like like being like, oh, that was fine, I guess. Like uh, I don't know. I did. I wasn't crazy about that or whatever. But like taking these chances, um, especially when you're when you're doing open mics and it's mostly comics and barely any audience. And you're basically performing for each other. It's so easy to be guided down the wrong path. And so, like, my stand-up, my more traditional stand-up was very uh, inconsistent and base level. And, uh, and, and you know, it just, it, it, was not, it wasn't great. It's not great. I can tell stories about my preschool and, and do different jokes that aren't short or not character-based or impression-based. And I can do those now. And I've got a handful of those and, and they go well and I can count on them and most of them aren't dying on me. Uh, but, um, <laughs> but that, that was a lot longer coming compared to like Robert De Niro as a lizard. I used to just go up and do the Robert De Niro as a lizard. And now I drag it out and I let people think that they're seeing somebody that's about to crash and burn. And then it's like, Oh shit. Nope. This guy's on top of us. <laughs> All right. Well, we might as well just enjoy this. That's actually why. Uh, so yeah, the basic answer is just like it. I was, my hand got bit too many times times trying to do other stuff and mm-hmm. i got fed too many times not too many times but enough to be like well this is where you need to keep going um that's such a good metaphor too for this kind of stuff the difference between your hand getting bit yeah or somebody putting food somebody in can your put hand. food in it yeah or they can bite it and you mean we're just like mice hitting <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah partly but also <laughs> that uh you know people have a tendency to do what they're good at uh, as opposed to what they maybe need to work on. But the other thing is that, like, it's not even clear what you're supposed to do in that regard because I think a lot of times people say, look, lean on your strengths. Right. Yeah. Be be good. Don't yeah. worry about being everything. Hmm. You know? So, I, yeah. I think, uh, I think it was Joe Rogan said, like, the first two years you're just getting comfortable on stage. I think that's really true. Yeah. I think that's very true. And you'll do some funny stuff, but, like, that's the best thing you can do is just yeah. set yourself up yeah. for that uh, the future stuff. Um, but like like I, I also like the like sometimes I'll I'll have done something that was u- unique and worked or whatever, and then it'll slowly uh, stop working or whatever. Or I just won't do it anymore, and I'll totally forget that I used to do that thing. Like right now, the thing that I think I probably won't be doing in a year, and I might not even remember that I did it, is I I praise Jesus for the first minute <laughs> of my set. I, like I go that, Jesus, Jesus, and then sometimes <laughs> like I used to come back to it more throughout my set. Um, but I think it's kind of like me just going up there being like all right well i don't know what you thought you're gonna see (laughs) and i don't know uh, like if you ever heard of me before or if what your expectations are but 
I'll be leading the rest of this set. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, you know, like, uh, I think it's an insecurity thing. And then eventually like now, um, I've turned it into like a thing where I can call it back because I'll go like, sweet Lord Jesus Christ said, Christ is Lord. <laughs> and then and then like later on in my set, I'll go like, Christ is God. And I'll like shake my head like, yeah, isn't Christ God? <laughs> and then like a little, a, few, a little while later, I'll go like, Christ is Christ. <laughs> I, and, and, and like kind of like questioning myself in my face. And, and, and so like there's... A lot of th- like, what is that? I don't know. But see, that's, that's but I'm that's I'm in control. I think. Yeah. And it's also it's kind of like I said I said this earlier. It's like three dimensional, right? Yeah. Because it also like it, you had to have the idea that this is going to be like there's a concept to it, not just like yeah. it's going to be Jesus and it's going, but it's going to okay, it's going to appear several times. It's not just a thing I'm going to do in this three minute, and that's how it's going to work. And it's going to get, it's going to change it. First, it's the absurdity of doing it. Mm-hmm. Now you're a character who's like questioning what Keeps he's doing. popping back yeah. up very yes. different from the rest of it yeah, yeah so i feel like we actually need to wrap up which is oh, the God. time has flown by this and, and we'll have to have you back i don't want to do that we, i know we have i mean we barely got any questions in but um did you want to oh well well okay yeah, yeah, yeah i guess we should ask the fairy dust question because then I'm yeah yeah gonna... so i got i got two kind of like stock questions mm. i want to ask you one you're not gonna like and two you're gonna like probably less okay okay one, one is looking forward to them both yeah, one is just the explicit uh, a lot of open mic comics listeners they're by far our biggest demographic mm-hmm. uh, and if you had some general advice mm-hmm. now if this helps it can just you can just articulate this as I go to an open mic the thing I hate seeing is this so that's one mm-hmm. but I actually well, we'll yeah, just I yeah. do that yeah. always try to mm-hmm. okay yeah yeah. that's a, that's a yeah. meaty question uh, yeah. so I guess uh, the thing I don't like seeing is uh false confidence that the person that's exhibiting it doesn't seem to even know that they're doing that and i think maybe because i feel like i did maybe i did that when i was early in my career maybe i can career jesus what an <laughs> artist over here i feel like i um when i think back on my corpus well, i believe within my pantheon yeah. uh, <laughs> when i think back to like uh like uh, that's pro- i'm probably looking in a mirror a little bit um and so so yeah like I don't know. It's it's just really That's tough because I think you it's going to say gonna, more about quite what you mean. Sure. So like somebody being up there and you know they you can tell they kind of like don't really like themselves. They don't really like the stuff they're doing on stage. They aren't a good point in their lives. They've accepted they 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 probably know that about themselves but then they're on stage kind of like spouting stuff off like almost like an andrew dice clay kind of a thing and like i'm telling you everyone listening just thought of like four people yeah yeah yeah. and uh uh well you know pat dean needs to hear it and and so (laughs) well you know if let's say pat dean didn't know he was doing a bit yeah or, or, or like didn't wasn't pat dean there like, wasn't self-awareness like, Jesus, and yes, yes yes because i think once you start looking at yourself uh that's that's when you can get better when when you're early on and you're going like oh, i think so-and-so did this and i think so-and-so did that and like there's i understand there's got to be a certain like split cider blog analyze um the scene to keep the scene healthy and, mm-hmm. and kind of like certain gatekeeper elements or whatever that's not my job that'll never be my job yeah. i'm better off 
making my own thing rather than going like, well, Chappelle, this, that, and the other. And like, I totally get why people do that. And I think it's great. I think it can be, well, I don't think it's great, but I think it can be healthy. I think it'd be done right. And there's totally a place for it. You're talking about necessary evil. almost. Nece- yeah. Thing. Yeah. And like, you know, calling, calling things for what you, what, what you see and what you think they are. Yeah. But for me, I see so many flaws in myself that I'm like, let's stay let's keep looking in the mirror and and there's focus on that that's Mm -hmm. a it's a beautiful thing to say and i think it really it's interesting because it's comedy communities in some sense are like an ecology and maybe you do need uh people no names you need i was thinking remora fish that suck up filth but Mm -hmm. not bad that's fine too Um, yeah people that uh like you know kind of call a spade a spade confront people but you also need supportive elements and i think uh, yeah. Rob Gagnon doing things like uh, Sandbox that's right. you know you need that too and that's yeah also like uh, it, it's like okay uh, Stone Drunk Sober is happening or whatever like I see somebody they haven't been doing it quite as long as everybody else um, but like and, and and like they'll probably they can probably handle this but I'm taking a little bit of risk on them I'll always take that risk yeah and I uh, and I think that can be really um I love giving people a chance and letting them know they can fail. And then once they do, going like, see, I'm still here. Come back in a month. <laughs> I know you got a weird idea for Sandbox. Come on back. Yeah. Um, like, I, 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 that's my role within the scene. We need yeah. some people to be the opposite of me. But then for me to try to fight that, that's it's not... It's the comedy gods are not going to like that. Yeah, they're they're going to frown upon that for sure. Yeah, you're a, um, you're an agent of order. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, and then the other question I like to ask, which is because uh, I think in some sense we we can do it right by just changing our minds about stuff. Uh, and and uh, anyway, uh, if you could change anything in Austin comedy, you, you have you complete have carte blanche. Wand. Okay. Magic one. I'm gonna start saying carte blanche because Christina Parrish made fun of my use of magic. I know, but it is. It's a, it's not just carte blanche. It's like oh, magic wand. You yeah. are because you could do something where you literally like. Oh yeah, yeah. It could be you're, fantastic. You could, you're right. You're you could right, add. Right. You could add a club or something. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? that's, good, that's, that's a really good. Yeah. yeah, and you don't have to start one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put, well, put your money where your fucking mouth is, Rob Gagnon, and start a goddamn club. Oh, liquor license. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I mean, I, I guess this is uh, maybe a little bit of a about but uh i think kind of what i said about well because that applies to comedy all over i guess i should talk about something austin specific because i was going to say people that aren't being honest with themselves because sure. i think that's some first step towards doing the thing that's that you're what humanity means yeah <laughs> that could also yes, be a one absolutely be a one a right so you get yeah. that so let's yeah. there's a broader so there's thing. that's the big thing um and as far as uh i think it should be required that everyone do improv no uh, <laughs> no i think that's an interesting thing why not i think just jay white hey if uh, if i don't we have to just, pay for it then i will do it yeah, if we, yeah, sure if we could just make jay white cotton do improv i think yeah. that would be yeah. well like, just to touch on <laughs> just to touch on like uh um an example of like how improv benefited me even though it's not something I do uh, still is like that 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 um, Jesus thing where I'm singing about Jesus I wouldn't come back to it and heighten it and change it up if I uh, I mean I might have but like that's something like as far as like beats and callbacks and heightening that's something you practice a lot um, and and that applies to everything like all comedy and entertainment for the most part um, but that's certainly like an example where that kind of thing helped me but man improv is not for everybody and some of those people are fucking tough to be around yeah mm. like 
I, drama my club. least favorite it's thing is, is like having to go in and do like the warm-ups and everything where yeah. i'm like eh. it's like sometimes i don't feel that way yeah. just because it's 9 15 and giggle shits is about to go up yeah. Yeah. doesn't mean that i i'm ready to be this yeah, but i guess that's part of the problem in a way is and part what you have to deal with yeah yeah yeah. and, and um, i think ariel of all people not that you're against improv but like you don't have this big improv background you said on the show i've once. taken improv 101 at ucb in new york I don't Ooh, know. in new york city <laughs> new york city so what improv background do you it was have? in yonkers no no i'm saying that was yeah, a weird why, 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 why <laughs> because, because you were, because you no, were no, like saying, ariel hates improv and just wanted to make record, the record I, straight i don't i, I, I don't I, like she won't tell you i don't like any of the people who do improv absolutely no no my point was was just you'd expect this to come from a person who was kind of advocating for improv or, or somebody that was known for improv and you're known primarily for being mean to me but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no no but it, it uh, is that uh, a lot of that silly stuff is to get at is intentionally silly and almost embarrassing to get outside of your own like ego or something like that yeah, yeah. but anyway, anyway uh, so you, but what I want to ask when you said be honest with yourself is part of that also like be honest with yourself about shit that maybe isn't working and that kind of stuff or what the the whole thing like what's yeah. not working why you even are still telling like like just going deeper and being like okay um this isn't working well that's one level of honesty yeah well this isn't working and i'm ke- i keep telling it why right why do i want to keep telling this joke yeah well there's something broken inside of me i need to figure out what that is like <laughs> right. some, why some, am i saying any of these things tonight like, yeah. what what am i trying to do right now zoom even yeah. further back yeah um I Who guess, the hell do I think I am? So a magic wand. Well, you know what? I'm going to use this. I'm an experimental guy. Mm-hmm. I want to use this uh, answer for experimental purposes. Okay. I'm not sure this would even be great. Uh, some people would possibly lose their lives. But if everyone in the Austin comedy scene were required to, uh, at least once, any dose, mushrooms or acid, some kind of psychedelic. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and... I would be super curious to see like how that affected how we treated each other material who just was just like well fuck this I, I was doing this because my ego and it yeah. turns out that's like a melted candle <laughs> that was totally gone okay. yeah go get out uh, and so, how, how many of them would kill funny. themselves yeah. that well, we'd also <laughs> find that out. Oh, with man. a smile on their face like, <laughs> um, I think that would be sh- really sh- curious start the shrooms versus acid versus ecstasy show we and s- JT Haversett did sativa up there one time oh my god uh, uh, no, not sativa. Uh, uh, salvia. Oh yeah, no, that's what I was, thought you yeah, meant. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh my god, not an indica. I can't <laughs> believe it. Uh, but like, uh, he did salvia, and you know, he has a, a, a really uh, supportive following, and they all know him and love him. So like, they were able to appreciate on another level. But even if they didn't, even if you didn't, like, it was really cool to watch him kind of like hang on. He just tried to like read this book for a little yeah. while. Yeah. It was nuts. That's hilarious. Uh, I think I'd, I'd rather be given a head wound than yeah. <laughs> fucking salvia on well, stage. What would it, what would it be? <laughs> It would be because are mushrooms and acid too Not, similar? Yeah, too similar. I feel like yeah. I feel like shrooms and ecstasy and what else? Oh, do you have to. What do we, what's the question? Instead of stone drunk sober, well, I guess. Oh I mean, God, yeah, uh, co- uh, cocaine or coke. Needs yeah, to make I guess it. if coke, we're gonna do, I, but it's so, it makes me feel so dirty. But yeah. that's like, no, well, Rob, a, that's your hang up. Well, also no, but also like I think it should be. It would be great to do a series of it where you saw how awful cocaine is for comedy right. yeah. and we could just be like see how it does not yeah. make you funny it, 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 we'll a lack idea. of timing on yeah, this yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, I, can I just say I, the only reason I hate cocaine and I'm on it now but the only reason I hate it <laughs> I is it. 
It's this. It's secretive for no reason. I wanted. I want to say everybody who's listened to. We all know you're on cocaine when you're on cocaine. Oh, it's people very clear. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's. Oh, sorry. I, I, I thought a lot of those people were just assholes for a long time. So I didn't. Know. See, I was giving them the benefit of the doubt. I didn't know. <laughs> I've, I've never. I've never done just uh, kidding, any coke just because I feel like I would. It, I would be instantly like hooked on it or whatever, or my heart would explode. I worry about my heart all the time. Um, but yeah, I'd like to keep it relatively natural besides yeah. a little yeah. tab ass. Or, yeah. or, or. People, I just keep hearing good things about ecstasy. I, well, we can't get into it. Sure. I've done it a few times, but it's just like, I have a different experience than what other people talk about, and I'm curious if I can, and I don't know, supposedly it isn't bad for you, like that, they were lying about the uh, hole in your brain. This, I feel, honestly, I feel like this has been just generally like, Getting to know Robin in a very good way, <laughs> in a very true. good way, because it was because his answer was well, do the play by play later, I guess, but like was thinking that, like I want to literally get everybody, well, not literally, I want to in a very serious get everybody to stop thinking out of a certain kind of structure, yeah, to look outside of the box, like saying, okay, this is yeah. good, okay, but, yeah. um, and just and and usually I ask people like what's what's like a favorite joke of yours and and how did you write it, yeah. but instead we'll Ooh. end on forcing you to talk about the Jesus thing. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm really interested in like, do you remember when that came to you? That like, that's how I'm going to start my set tonight. Uh, oh, I yeah, that's interesting. I guarantee you, I was nervous about something, and uh, I needed to not give a shit, kind of. And I I was trying to t- probably take control, and I probably got a little pellet of food in my hand and then decided to do it the next time and then expanded it and then it turned into like the thing I was why I was excited to get up in the first place probably made my sets better for a month that I was doing that and now uh, I think it was just on Monday at Shit's Golden I didn't I didn't do it and I still had a, a, a great set but I I was like ah, I'm not gonna do it this time it just doesn't feel right I think being able to like uh, um, a lot of like yogis and people will talk about like you do the well i guess they like to stick with their shit but i've heard many spiritual people Losers. talk about shiva head <laughs> I, I heard a lot i hear a lot of people That's talk so about weird like, that you said shiva because i was thinking about that earlier i'm not sh- i'm not fucking oh, i said shiva head I thought, oh, I thought you said yeah. shiva i thought he said shiva but you were supposed to hear shiva yeah and i was like because he is totally the destroyer <laughs> destroyer of structure for positive growth and creation yeah that's a gr- great example uh but i think uh uh once something stops serving you you need to let go of it otherwise you uh, it's just gonna rot you and it it's not gonna benefit anybody um and then now i can bring it back if i want to um classic uh, crutch yeah in a good it's positive for growth and healing i you know what too much since i've been saying i gotta i I, well i have been writing more and trying out new jokes more and it makes total sense that it would just kind of occur to me to go like oh fuck this i'm not i'm not doing this anymore um but then i think the problem with me is like like i was even deleting a bunch of photos on my phone i always take a picture of my hand or my notes um uh for every set and i was deleting some pictures off my phone and i looked at a thing uh, it was meatball seeds i hadn't told my meatball seeds story in like two months or three months and i totally forgot about it like i've done some headline like you know like 30 minute coffee shop headlining sets recently and um uh i don't think i don't think i did it at the highball like i I don't think i've done it recently and i've been in situations where it's like all right let's pack together some good material because you got a fat set to do um so it's so weird that i'll value something so much and then a year later i can't even it's not even in my head head to like pull pull from it that's why we gotta have those notebooks gotta have them notebooks kid get them notebooks 
meatball seeds. I know I I know I know that joke, but why don't we just end on um, you telling us the meatball seed joke? Sure. Uh, all right. So it's a me, fourteen minute bit. Let me get on. <laughs> let me get on stage here. Let me see if Rob's with us. Rob, are you with us? Over here? <laughs> uh, um, uh, so, oh fuck! How does it even start? I'm on the playground. I know that. Oh, I'm on the playground, and uh, uh, I'll do a, a truncated version. But I'm on the playground, and a kid comes up to me. It's uh, a true story. He comes up, and he goes, Mr. Rob, we found meatball seeds. And he's super excited. And uh, and I'm like, oh, cool, buddy. And he just scampers off. He just wanted me to tell him. just wanted me to make eye contact with him. And I did. And, it was, and it's great. And I go back to my phone, because we're on the playground. And this is Mr. Rob time, just as much as it is <laughs> anyone else's time. And Twitter is tough. And I need time. And... Uh, a couple of minutes go by and another kid comes up even more excited than the first kid he goes mr rob we found meatball seeds <laughs> and that's when i start getting like a little frustrated <laughs> and my voice like oh cool buddy and i mean, like a little too aggressive with my recognition of this child my eyebrows are going up <laughs> staring a little too intensely um uh and they scamper off and they're like, oh, i'm a person and they feel good uh and uh a couple of minutes go by. It, was re- it really happened in threes. Uh, and a kid comes up and goes, Mr. Rob, we found meatball seeds. And at that point, I, I was like, okay, I better go look into like these meatball seeds and see what's going on. Uh, oh, fuck, I'm fucking this up. Uh, there's a part where I go, uh, where I go, uh, okay, let me look into this. Is this the day that old Rob Gagnon becomes a millionaire? <laughs> Have we struck meatball seeds on this playground, like some kind of round gold? And so I go over to the corner of the playground, and I, I go to look and, and see what everyone's up to, and all I can see is the backs of their shoulders. And by the way, it's it's a corner, uh, even though it's a nonprofit. This is like we still have them, scary, by the way. <laughs> we still have them fenced in. Yeah. It's not like free-range kids or anything. Uh, we have enough money for a fence. And all I can see is the backs of their shoulders, and I go, oh, boy. This said better be meatball seeds. <laughs> and I finally get close enough uh, to see what they're doing, and all of them are sharing a better better than ever before uh, handfuls of deer shit <laughs> was absolutely happened <laughs> and keep in mind I have to talk to every single parent at the end of the day because when they have a bad day when they have a bad day if I already talk to them every day they know oh Mr. Rob's not against our kid he's usually giving us good reports so I talk to everybody at the end of the day and like that on um, um, that day like I didn't know at all what to tell them it always comes down to like what are you gonna uh, uh, tell the parents um, and uh, fuck I'm forgetting my tag now oh Jesus I gotta come back to this well, maybe it, it could great. be like a cliffhanger for <laughs> yeah because yeah. I will say like what's so funny is I know I've heard you tell that story probably I have five not. times that was my but first I still like it, it, anything where it gets spaced out because I'm not like Jared with these cubby holes every time I watch I'm like what is it I can't remember are they yeah. eating ants or whatever and then it it just surprises me every time to your shit like it's so who came up with fucking meatball seeds by the way like, oh, I know yes. who is that kid yes a, that's, a, that's, that's a kid that that knows he its shit but it. he's like I've got a pile of power if I sell it the right way that kid is <laughs> fucking is brilliant Barry Fender yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Tom like Sawyer to, I don't I, know the difference I like to think that the kid lied because sometimes you lie when you're a kid and now he sees what's <laughs> happened but he's, yeah, he's just having seeds. some it's dietary <laughs> problems his shit <laughs> 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 look at this great thing only I can make oh isn't this great <laughs> 
Uh, oh, oh boy, I got to tell that joke tonight now. Do I it. Figure oh, it do out. It. And thank you so much. Thanks. This, oh, really this is fantastic. This is if you ever have a cancellation and you need to retread old grounds, <laughs> let me know. I'll shoot right <laughs> over from yeah. work. Fuck this yeah. is a ton of fun. And uh, listening to it uh, online, I uh, I put it on my favorites playlist. I'm a Stitcher app, and I will oh, uh, oh, genuinely yeah. be listening to uh, other episodes, which That's I can't awesome. say about other podcasts. Oh, <laughs> nice. I just never get to them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Aww. thank you. Thanks You're a lovely well. man. Thank you all so much. We love you. Hey, you're still here. Great, because there's so many things to tell you. So Rob Gagnon, if you don't know, has two really cool shows. Um, one of them is a weekly show that happens at the New Movement at 9 p.m. every every Tuesday. It's called Sandbox, and people do wacky shit. I mean, we talked about it on the podcast, but in case you don't know, every Tuesday, 9 p.m., at the new moment happens right after playpen so if you do that um booked open mic and then you can just stick around and check out sandbox rob gives uh snack prizes out and stuff so i mean stay for that if for nothing else and he also has a show on the fourth friday of every month at at the new moment as well it's at 10 30 and it's called stoned versus drunk versus sober i can't imagine anybody doesn't know about that but if you're living under a rock uh, you've got to go to that show really every month if you can. Two stone comics versus two drunk comics versus two sober comics. Um, last time I did it, I blacked out, and there are a number of harrowing stories uh, from that evening. It's quite embarrassing. So you never know what you're going to miss if you don't go to those shows. I regret it every time I can't go to that show, and I am, uh, have the best time every time I do go. I also have... Uh, a show tonight, May 4th, at the New Movement at 9.30. Uh, my off-script show is happening tonight, and uh, it is, of course, where the comics uh, get up there and start doing material, and then the audience is encouraged to heckle them. So if you want to come heckle us, um, f- full disclosure, I can't tell you everybody who's on the show tonight because I'm recording this on April 12th or something like that, but I know uh, Greg Lockwood, Chris Tellez, and... Uh, Lisa Delarios, friend of the show, um, are some of the people who are going to be on that. And we have uh, free beer um, and prizes, although don't tell the FDA or whoever that we said that we have free beer. There's some governmental organization that... um, So free drink. We don't have free beer. I'm just kidding. We have free drinks. Um, I don't want to get the new movement in trouble. Free drinks and prizes, uh, prizes for the best hecklers. And tomorrow night, I will be on the altercation comedy show at 10 p.m. that JP, uh, JT Haverstadt puts on. Uh, Martha Kelly is headlining. And uh, yeah, look up the altercation comedy. It's, uh, he's, he's doing a bunch of really great shows right now. All right. Thanks for listening. Join us next week. International.